Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, Tom Peavy with you here on this Wednesday afternoon. And now we are pleased to go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line. And we welcome on Joe Bartle of RotoWire here for all of your fantasy football needs. Joe, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you this afternoon? No, I'm doing a lot better after uh, Damian Lillard comes to Milwaukee. That's, that's a great deal for my bucks. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that is uh, that is right. You obviously pack Packers, but Brewers, you're all things Wisconsin there, and uh, that is a decidedly big pickup. And admittedly, that's the first time we've talked or mentioned it today, but you're right, that was a earth-shattering NBA trade there. Well, how dare you guys uh, not uh, not talk at my bucks? This is this is ridiculous. This is a, I understand why I have to come on more now. Just to <laughs> yeah. make sure we get the bucks talk in there. No, this is this is a huge deal. Uh, we we here in the Wisconsin area love Drew Holiday. Uh, I wish him the best wherever he ends up going. And it, it was tough to see him go in that deal, though. That that was going to be what happens. Better Chris Middleton. Um, and it's I think this is a ceiling raiser for a team that already had title expectations and. Changes the trajectory of the NBA because Giannis theoretically would be willing to resign more, and he was already in the rumors uh, to possibly leaving elsewhere. So this is a, a big, big thing for Wisconsin sports in general, and certainly the NBA. It certainly is, and it'll be something to watch out for. Again, one of the title contenders, recent, uh, recent title, obviously trying to get a second one with Giannis, and uh, that will certainly help that. But obviously, Joe. We got to talk a lot of fantasy football here, and I'm going to start off with a team and a situation that I absolutely, under no circumstance, thought we'd be talking much about this year. And it's not that the team's all of a sudden good because they're not going to have a good year, but at least from a fantasy impact, the Houston Texans are intriguing me a little bit more because CJ Stroud has been actually more than competent to start the year. So, how does that affect uh, guys like? Tank Dell, who all of a sudden had a buck fifty receiving, uh, Nico Collins, Robert Wood, some of their skill position players. How does his positive impact uh, affect the rest of the Texans? Yeah, two months ago, you know, doing the fantasy sports coverage, and that's 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 fantasy draft season for a lot of people. And that's when uh, us in the industry and the experts are really diving into things. Two months ago, I never would have anticipated uh, I would ever lead a radio radio segment talking about the Texans' offense. But not only am I doing it, it makes sense too because you're right. Uh, C.J. Stroud was one of the more popular waiver wire pickups this week because for three weeks into the season, he's I think either quarterback six or seven uh, in in like a normal scoring leagues. And if you have the six points per touchdown, he might even be higher too. So he's been fantastic. Uh, and you mentioned Tank Dell as well too. Another popular waiver wire pickup, Nico Collins, was a round eleven receiver uh, who you're kind of hoping. Uh, well, hey, by default, he's going to be a number one receiver for a team, so that's why you have fantasy value. But it's not like any of these guys are super household names. In fact, the one fantasy relevant player for the Texans entering the season was Damian Pierce, the running back, who has been incredibly disappointing. Um, I had talked about this pretty extensively on the Tuesday Waiver Wire podcast, and uh, you can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. I, I want to temper expectations for C.J. Stroud a little bit. I, I liked him coming out of college. I liked him far more than Bryce Young. Uh, I didn't really want to admit that because uh, if you say a hot take like that, sometimes it gets taken the wrong way or anything else. And if I'm wrong, oh boy. But... Uh, I was pretty confident that Stroud looked really good uh, and would function in the NFL the way I would assume a quarterback of his stature and uh, ability with his, I'm sorry, with his arm and mobility would look like. And it's been awesome to see. I, I don't know if I believe in Tank Dell so much. I mean, at 5'6", there's historically not been many receivers at his height and weight that can play a full season. Right now, through three weeks, he's got 15 points uh, in PPR leagues last week and then 20, I think, 
the week before or reverse those around. Either way, he's been awesome. Nico Collins has been awesome. I, I think there is interest for Stroud in Texans offense. However, it's the Steelers' defense this week, and I, I think if Stroud does it this week, I'm in. Uh, but I'm anticipating Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt really to take advantage of that banged-up offensive line for the Texans. Joe, uh, looking to the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara coming off a three-game suspension going to face Tampa Bay. Um, obviously, they law, uh, the Saints lost Derek Carr to an injury. Not sure how long that's going to be before he gets back, but he did avoid season-ending injury. Uh, so they have Jameis back under center now. Uh, so how do you think that's going to affect uh, skill players, and then how do you think Kamara is going to factor in? Do you think he'll be back to his usual self, or, or it might take a while for him to get going? Yeah, it's a really good point with the Jameis Winston part because if it was Derek Carr under center for the Saints, and, and to be fair, he's right now listed as questionable. They haven't ruled him out yet for uh, Sunday's game against the Buccaneers, but I agree with you. I anticipate he won't be out there and, and probably will miss some time, not just this week, but for future weeks. So Winston under center for the, for the Saints, I mean, we saw it last year. He didn't really check down as much uh, as you were hoping for, and if you had Elvin Kamara last year, it was a pretty disappointing fantasy season. That's That's kind of my expectations right now. Jamal Williams is on injured reserve. That would have been another guy that could take away some of the receiving workload or at least some snaps. That helps. But Kendrick Miller uh, looked pretty good in his rookie debut against the Packers last week. Tony Jones also is still going to be a factor. I think they're going to bring on Kamara a little bit slowly to start the season, so I'm not comfortable starting him against the Buccaneers. Uh, you look at the over-under for that game, too, 40.5 points. It's one of the lower ones on the week four slate. But once Derek Carr does come back, uh, I think he, Kamara could end up being – at least like a flex play, uh, a guy that you're saying, I'm, I'm hoping I get at least 10 points out of him. And I'm hoping a lot of that comes from the pass-catching game, which is where Derek Carr would thrive more than Jameis Winston. Looking now at the Miami Dolphins, uh, I've got a couple of questions here about them. Obviously, they are also putting up just silly uh, numbers and silly fantasy numbers. Uh, if you're a fantasy owner, though, do you have to kind of not go knee-jerk reaction uh, when you start looking at a guy like uh, like Ashane, obviously two is going to put up his numbers, but it seems like there's so many guys out there. Do you have to be concerned that they spread it around so much that you might take a flyer on a guy and not get the production because there's just so many guys out there? Yeah, Devon HN was kind of the, the biggest topic on waiver Wire shows, and I was arguing there's no way I'm going anywhere near him at the price tag that I would imagine people are going for. To me, he's just valuable in the sense that he's the backup to Raheem Mostert, who, by the way, is also going fantasy crazy. I think he's running back three right now uh, and equally had uh, crazy production and played in the majority of the snaps and when the game was relatively close. It was uh, Devon Chen that got the workload in the fourth quarter. Of course, the Broncos' defense utterly quit at that point, so he got uh, a lot of production from it. And he's really fast. I mean, it's not he's a bad player uh, by, uh, by any means, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You, you do have to temper your expectations. And I would sooner assume the Dolphins will continue to ball, move the ball through the air. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle should be back uh, after missing last week with a concussion. Like That's the way that offense functions. And Raheem Mostert in the running game is an extension uh, to allow the passing game to open up. If you shut down the running game, I think the, the passing game actually becomes a little more difficult uh, to cover in that sense because you can't invest resources defensively to stop both, both things. So I, I'm pretty confident that so long as two is healthy you're starting every one of the pass catchers uh, i actually have some interest even though a guy like cedric wilson or braxton barrios especially now that uh rivercraft or, or uh, carcraft river carcraft is gonna be an injured reserve that was the dolphins number three receiver i mean that's the level in which the offense is right now that in deeper leagues i think you can say hey third or fourth receiver for the dolphins you're going to get x amount of opportunities 
that matters to me in fantasy, especially uh, early season, where I feel like some of these games are kind of low scoring, at least relative to the expectations. So, Joe, each and every week, I feel like until he just starts humming along, I might have to do like a Joe Burrow pulse check uh, and just figure <laughs> out like where you're at at in terms of if he if it's just not going to be a year for him because of injuries and everything going on. So this week they do get a win over Phil or over LA. Excuse me. It was not overly impressive from the fantasy standpoint, though, for Joe Burrow. Obviously, Jamar Chase had another great game. But uh, where are you right now on, on Burrow's health and, and what the Bengals can be this year and, and what he can be in fantasy? So I thought I saw a report almost uh, right before I jumped on with you guys or a little bit before that Joe Burrow was either a full participant in Wednesday's practice or he was limited, listed as limited, but did everything uh, that you would want him to do from a practice perspective. So that's great. Uh, the, the concern playing Monday was not just what happens if you were to get hit, but is there going to be a setback that occurs after playing this? I mean, he's had at least at this point two setbacks, getting back to the injury that occurred early in the preseason. So that there was no setback is huge. I think the bigger deal for Joe Burrow's fantasy status is what you mentioned just a bit ago, is that they used Jamar Chase the way they did. I mean, I, I have not been super high on Zach Taylor. Uh, I go back to... When they made to the Super Bowl, it felt like they were dragging Zach Taylor along and the defense got some opportunistic turnovers and yada yada. Uh, and I didn't think Zach Taylor was all that good. And last year, I was confirmed to that. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they start out 0 2. Clearly, the Bengals uh, were a one hit wonder. Zach Taylor is not that good of a head coach. And he adjusted midseason and made the Bengals one of the, uh, the forefront guys in the AFC that could compete for the Super Bowl when I thought there was no shot. So I, I'm trying not to just revert back to what I thought about Zach Taylor because he's proven me wrong before. And I thought Monday night did the same thing. Other offenses, lesser coaches, would have just relied on the same scheme, what hasn't been really working, not really changing too much. But I thought that looked like a night and day different offense for the Bengals. Maybe that was a necessity to keep Joe Burrow safe, to give him a quick read right away, and Jamar Chase is just that good. Or it could be Zach Taylor and the offense, the coordinators and coaches saying, okay, we sucked through the first two weeks of the season. What can we do to get better? It's moving our star players around like Jamar Chase. I, I don't know how you put that genie back in the bottle. So I actually feel better about uh, Burrow's fantasy stats moving forward because I saw Jamar Chase do what he did Monday night. Talking to Joe Barnell of Roto-Wire today on Sports Call. Let Joe and the great team at Roto-Wire help you with all of your fantasy needs. couple more for you, Joe. This question, I have no idea where the, what the answer will be, so that's why I'm, I'm curious to ask it. There may not be a good answer. That's perfectly fine, too. So Falcons-Jaguars in, in England, mm-hmm. is there any sort of a historical data that suggests that games overseas are higher or lower scoring and, and might impact you positively or negatively. Is there any sort of credence to these other overseas games in terms of the fantasy world and if there might be a, a big opportunity because of the travel, meaning, hey, defense not going to show up or maybe offense doesn't show up? Is there any at all correlation to any of that? Yeah, you must have read my article. Uh, I, I post an article every, every uh, I guess, Tuesday now at this point, the big betting sheet. I, I tweet out JB Fantasy Sports. I go over every over-under uh, and talk about every spread as well, too. Right now, Jacksonville is only favored by three points, this being a neutral field. Vegas would say that uh, Jacksonville is just a three-point favor as opposed to if this was in Atlanta or whatever else. Um, I, I, I did do a little bit of analytical data on, on the London games, but I, I was like looking at last year's Packers-Giants game and a few of those other ones. I'm like, well, wait, I understand having a small sample size and having to go by team, but Jacksonville is the only team in the NFL that has been – 
multiple times throughout multiple seasons of the past three or four years, like we could actually just compile this data and see what Jacksonville has been able to do. And I, I think they're, they covered the over-under in three of the four games. In the fourth one, they didn't. There was just weather conditions that were happening there at the time. Uh, so I, I actually feel pretty confident that Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and Kelvin Ridley specifically are going to get going because Jacksonville knows what to do in these scenarios. More importantly, they play their next week as well, too, and I think that actually could be a, a bigger difference from a travel perspective. So maybe it's not this week that's the huge beneficiary for Jacksonville's offense, but it will be next week uh, when they're going to have that uh, advantage. Like To the point where I'm surprised the NFL allows a team to have a continental traveling advantage the way they do. I know teams could just travel out Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very big difference. And the over-under has typically uh, hit the over, at least when Jacksonville's been playing in past years. At this point, London Jaguars, question mark? Are, they, are we going to are we gonna do that one day? Or Sooner rather than later. I mean, I, mean, I think I saw a, a poll, by the way, that was like 50% of the city of Jacksonville's uh, that, uh, residents that were polled didn't even care if they were if they if it, their financial support was the difference in them staying or leaving something like that like i think it's i think it's sad because nfl is such of all the places like it's very cool to have nfl franchise i would kill for anything professional in the state of alabama and and so i think it's sad that that jacksonville does not care at all but they do not seem to care at all and and this is why they play in london every year anyway uh joe bartle rotowire with us joe tell us uh tell us and all the listeners about the great things going on at rotowire and all the podcasts you're involved in the sirius xm show all that good stuff yeah, it's, it's a busy time of the year for me. So you mentioned it uh, every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, I do SiriusXM Radio. Uh, we break down every single game uh, from a fantasy perspective, all the injury reports that come out on Fridays. What does that mean for your teams? That's Channel 87. Um, every Tuesday, we do the RoadWire NFL podcast. It's waiver wire focused. So in this case, Devon Achan. We talked about uh, Josh Palmer and Quinton Johnston quite a bit because of the Mike Williams injury that had just uh, been reported on Tuesday. Uh, for the record, I'm in on Quentin Johnston uh, as the guy that really benefits if Mike Williams is out. We'll have to see. You know, uh, Jordan Aston's look great. Dave Flowers has looked great. We haven't really seen Jackson Smith and Jig, but, but Quentin Johnston literally hasn't been on the field, so he could be the biggest beneficiary uh, and certainly needs to as a first-round pick this year. And then, uh, obviously, I, I have the, the writing content out right now, and I talk about the, the big betting sheet that I do. It's every, uh, every over-under, every spread as well, too. I throw some prop bets, uh, some you know teasers, things like that. It's all on there. Uh, I think right now you could just Google best bets for NFL uh, Week Four, and I'm going to be on one of the top links there. Uh, it's it's been doing pretty good numbers recently, but uh, yeah, you can follow my Twitter JB Fantasy Sports as well. That's Joe Bartle of Roto Wire joining us today on Sports Call. Joe, as always, the time is greatly appreciated, uh, and uh, we look forward to hearing about that brand new Damian Lillard jer- jersey that you're about to buy. Oh, you bet! I have to save up for it, but we'll get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> absolutely, I, I, absolutely. We appreciate the time today, Joe. We look forward to talking again next week. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. That is Joe Bartle of Roto Wire today on Sports Call. Always appreciate Joe uh, for joining the show each and every week.